And so I was probably, I was probably in the fourth grade, if I had to guess. Um, and back in those days, we used to, before school, we would go out when it's cold, and we would go out and look up to the sky, look up in the trees, and look for limbs shaking. You know what I mean? We're looking for squirrels, is what we're doing. And we'd be out there, and we had a um, single shot, 20 gauge. We'd walk up and down the driveway, looking at oak trees, looking for squirrels. And so, one morning, me and my brother were out there um, before school, and we saw the squirrel that looked different than all the other squirrels. And it was almost like a, like a ghost. You know what I mean? It's one of those beautiful creatures that kind of, he wasn't like a normal squirrel. He didn't hop from branch to branch. He kind of slithered and, and bobbed and weaved. You know, he didn't really shake the branches whenever he coasted across the, uh, the branches. So we got a good look at him one day and he had uh, brown shoulders, neck and head and around his torso was completely white. And then his rear end and his tail were brown as well. And so he kind of looked like an Oreo, to be honest. And so from then on, it was kind of our goal. Hey, you know, it's great if we kill some other squirrels, but this is our target right here. Um, and he evaded us for a long, long time um, until one day my dad was out there, probably in his underwear, like a boss. Um, and he, he took it down, man. He found it and he ended his life. But after this, I think he put it in a Ziploc bag maybe uh, and stuck it in the dang freezer. And so we're sitting with this beautiful squirrel, really a, an oddity of nature, if you will, due to its pigmentation and things like that. Um, and my mom took it because it had been in the freezer for probably over a year. And she takes it to a taxidermist. We've been talking a lot about taxidermists lately. She takes it, gets a little taxidermy done to it, and gives it to my dad for Christmas. And that's honestly one of the best Christmas gifts that I've ever seen. It's changed. Um, and you can actually see it here over my shoulder. This beautiful squirrel looks like he's possibly holding a nut up there looking for a spot to bury it. But um, that's a beautiful, beautiful little squirrel and kind of a fun story that I think about when uh, when Christmas rolls around. So, um, but look, we don't have to talk about shooting squirrels for the whole podcast. I mostly want to know what you've been doing the past few days. Well, that's a great question. Before I answer that question, I want to know, does the squirrel have a name these days? Um, we didn't give it like a, not like a pet name. Um, it was just always kind of, you know, the legendary squirrel. Like if you say the squirrel around our house, we'll know, you know, we'll know what you're talking about. You remember the right. squirrel? Yeah, I remember that one. That's all you got to say. I, I'm i just a little concerned if, if there's another squirrel in your house. 
that's alive. And you say, oh yeah, the squirrel's downstairs. Well, now you're a little confused. You know, you're going to see Oreo running around. <laughs> like, Oreo, I thought you were <laughs> taxidermied and stuffed. Um, right. But I guess Oreo may have found his nut, metaphorically speaking, of course. Right. He, uh, yeah, he he found his proverbial nut and <laughs> he went and met the Lord that day. So. Oh dear. Well, uh, th- that's a fantastic story. Um and a very creative Christmas gift, if I do say so myself. My mom, she's uh she's one of the one of the better gift givers. I'll say that she's very very thoughtful uh with one of her many talents. So shout out Brett's mom. Um, shout out Brett's mom and shout out Brett's dad for being a sharpshooter. (laughs) We've all got our, we've all got our qualities, right? (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. Well, the past seven weeks have been a whirlwind of a time. Um, it started off on Sunday, right? Seven days. Or Monday. Either way. Here's what I did. All right. So, you know, when you're in the season of Christmas and you're at work and you're kind of feeling like uh, we're almost to the end. So you kind of check out mentally a little bit. Mm-hmm. That wasn't me. No, no, no. No, I'm just kidding. I'd say on Thursday of this week, I was a little, I was checked out a little mentally. Um, now, I I might say every day, <laughs> something's checked out mentally. Um, there's something going on. But here's here's what I did. I went to eat Mexican food. I had a lot of Mexican food. Um, on Thursday. And I'm not complaining one bit because I believe, actually, I know for certain that Mexican food is the greatest food in the history of foods. Now, many people may say, that's a bold claim, Beauregard, and to which I would respond, it is bold, I'm bold, Mexican is bold. There's a common denominator there. Bold equals excellent. And that is Mexican food. And so on Thursday, well, let me back up. Thursday morning, I went to get breakfast with Zach Allen. Now we mentioned him last week. We got breakfast, visited the hospital with one another. It was a great time. Then Thursday afternoon for lunch, I meet Jimmy Gary a faithful listener, and more importantly, a faithful friend of this show and of this podcast and of mine and yours. We meet at Las Margaritas, which is Spanish for the Margaritas, as we've previously stated. And I get the chicken Jalisco, double rice, no beans, arguably the greatest 
the greatest order of Mexican food. Allow me to continue. We go back to work. We get the work done. Well, my brother-in-law and sister come into town with their child. All right. Now they're running a little late uh, due to traffic, due to some unforeseen circumstances. And we get a text. Well, we, me, being me, and say, hey, let's do to go. And I'm like, of course, of course. Where do y'all want? And without a location being spotted, they say, chicken Jalisco, carne, carne asada, or something like that. And so I thought, oh, Lars Margaritas. So then I have Lars Margaritas for dinner that night. And boy, oh boy, let me tell you, it was amazing. All right. That same night afterward, we go to BJ, <laughs> BJ's brew house and restaurant pizzeria type item and get bazookies. Oh dear, what a time to be alive. That was a special, special day. Next day, what do I have for lunch? Well, more Mexican food. Lost margaritas leftovers from the night before. All right. Many people will look at me and say, how could you eat so much Mexican food? But this is where I would remind you that Mexican food is the greatest cuisine in the history of all cuisines. All right. Then fast forward a couple days, a couple days go by. Friday goes by. Saturday goes by. Saturday, I go play basketball. That's going to be great. And it was great. Sunday, Christmas Eve, we had church. We had services. Then I drove to Milton. We had Christmas Eve service with my parents. All right. What do we have for dinner? Well, Mexican lasagna. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I've lost count on how much Mexican food I've had, but it's been a lot and it's not been a problem in the slightest. All right. So that's all excellent and good. Um, and we're now we're sitting here at our candlelight podcast talking about Christmas Eve. And it couldn't be better. Well, that's, um, man, if I had known, if I had known that night when we were coming in that Mexican was, you know, going to be eaten so much in your near future, I probably would have gone a different direction, but it sounds like you weren't bothered by it, which is. No. I, mean, I feel bad for your digestive system. I'll say that because Mexican is great, but you eat it four times in two days and sometimes it can have an adverse, you know, side effect. Well, here's the deal is this is why I believe chicken Jalisco is the best. If you want to eat a lot of Mexican food is because it's not, it's not like that of a burrito. It's not like that of tacos where it's just a ton of tortillas getting shoved down your gullet. It's primary, right. which is, there's nothing wrong with that. Actually, I love burritos. They're amazing. But if I want to have a lot of it consecutively, chicken Jalisco, you got to go with it because the primary primary dish or primary part of that dish is chicken. All right. And then carrots, squash, zucchini, etc. So chicken and vegetables are the main thing. And then there's some rice on the side and some cheese. So... Yeah, if I had if I had five burritos in a row, that'd be a different story. I might be, yeah. Uh, 
I might be needing to have this podcast lying down or, well, let me just stop there. Anyway. from the banyo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So how was your seven days? They were good. They were good. I, I feel like we're kind of on the same page as far as work goes. Um, you know, I took uh, Friday, we had off completely. Um, Thursday, I took a half day. Um, so when you start work on Monday and you're looking at, you know, you're looking down the barrel of a three and a half day week, followed by Christmas festivities, it's a little tough to get motivation, uh, you know, to do your work. And I feel like I don't typically have a difficult time, you know, motivating myself to to do work, but um, this week in particular was a little tough. So, um, but yeah, it was overall, it was a great week. Thursday, like I said, I took a half day, um, and I was able to, you know, spend three or four hours cleaning up the house, packing, um, loading the car up. So when Molly got off of work, so Stetson could, you know, go right to the car and, um, and hit the road for Gainesville where we would then meet up with you, um, but yeah, there were some unforeseen delays that put us there um, a little later than we wanted to get there. So we had to, like you said, had to do a little takeaway uh, Mexican food and uh, a little BJ's later that night with uh, an incredible group of guys. So that was a blessing. Um, and then Friday we drove into Milton. Um, Stetson slept from like the moment we got on the interstate in Gainesville all the way to like five minutes west of Mariana. So absolute king uh, for that stretch of road. And then he woke up and realized that he was wide awake and extremely hungry because he hadn't eaten in so long. So um, the rest of the car ride was, I won't say miserable, but it wasn't as fun as the rest of it. (laughs) But I don't really blame him. You know, you're hungry. You want to get out and stretch your legs, crawl around a little bit. I feel the same way. So um, I can, you know, I can hardly blame him for that. Yeah. Your complaining just takes on different forms, you know? Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, he screams and uh, whines and I pretty much scream and whine. I mean, there's really not that. (laughs) The forms aren't really that different. (laughs) (laughs) um but no yeah yesterday was good as well um it's so tough man i'm racking my brain so hard to keep my mind wrapped around the days because when you get off on thursday at noon you know my days just get so dang jumbled it's impossible we went to my um my aunt's house to do christmas with my mom's side of the family with all the you know great aunts and my granny and everyone like that, that was a that was a fun time seeing everybody. Um, and then today is Christmas Eve, so with that being on a Sunday, we had um, we went to church with your family, 
unfortunately you weren't there, but um, I sat next to Jackson and Molly. And um, a little earlier this afternoon, got to do a candle night, candle night, candle light uh, Christmas Eve service that was also very good. It was at my, the church that I grew up in, but it wasn't as fun as this candlelight service. I'll say that. This is going to be so hard to beat. Because it's just so yeah. intimate. Just me and you and the microphone and, you know, six candles that are all scented. So hey. I don't know if your candles have any sense to them. You look like you got some nice little stands for your candles. I got candle stands. I don't have candle scents. I was, but I can kind of smell your candle scents from over here, so it kind of works out. I'm smelling apples and cinnamon. Is that right? Yeah, I don't think I don't know if they're supposed to be scented, honestly, but they're fake. You can see it. Well, maybe you can't see that. They're fake, but they still smell a little bit like fall. So that's really what a nice little thing for the company to do that makes these things, you know? Yeah. Even though they're not burning any wax or anything like that, they still like to throw in the scent, so we can certainly appreciate that. It's very generous of them. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So it sounds like our weeks are really just, I don't want to say duds. It was a great week, but as far as, uh, as, far as the work week goes, well, I align the most productive. I align with your findings that it is difficult to recall all that you've done. Um, if you noticed, all I could remember was what happened Thursday. So I camped out there for about six minutes and then jumped straight to Sunday because <laughs> that's today. So I should probably start writing down everything I do in a day. But then again, if I do that, then I might miss out on something that's going on, you know? Sorry, guys. I got to write my journal. Ooh. Oh, you're a journaler. Well, I don't want to be that guy. No one um, likes a journaler. Here's another. Yeah, exactly. No <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> um, I, I had something in the head, but it's... It's escaping me. I've been trying to think about what I did on Monday for the past 10 minutes. I got nothing. <laughs> just racking your brain. I'm just rambling on and on. You're, like, <laughs> you're not even listening. In the back of your head, just like a voice. Like, what did I do on Monday? <laughs> I can't remember what I did on Monday. Oh goodness, man! What what a what a special episode we get to come together on Christmas Eve, and it's you know I mean, let's be honest, we both live in the Eastern time zone. It's eleven o'clock Central, which means where we live, Santa is coming around because it's officially Christmas Day. However. Since we're in the central time zone, you know, we've got another hour and I hope to be wrapped up with this podcast and in bed getting some shut eye because if not, well, we all know what happens 
with Santa if you're not asleep whenever he comes by. I heard you get spanked inside the chimney. Well, I haven't heard that one. That's a new one for me, but, you know, I guess I'm not against it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's going to be a new one for the kiddos. We're going to have to, you know, it's not, no longer is it he's watching you while you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. You better be asleep. You're going to get smacked. And that kind of rhymed. So, you can't do much better than that. Yeah. I mean, if you're not awake, you get spanked. That's, it's as simple Amen. as that. Or if you are awake, you get spanked. Sorry. I didn't mean, right. To, right. mean to get that backwards. And sleeping and chimney oh, rhyme man. as well. So, But speaking sleeping of Christmas... Chimney. Speaking of Christmas and Christmas music, we've talked about our top three Christmas musics. And there's a lot of controversy on when should you start celebrating Christmas? When can the tree go up? When can you start listening to Christmas music? But you know what doesn't get talked about enough? Is when to stop listening to Christmas music. When should you stop listening to Christmas music? Do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, so my... My thought about Christmas music, as far as timing goes, is I'll listen to it less after Christmas until like New Year's Day, and then it's a hard, hard shut off until next October. So I love to start it up early, love to get in the the Christmas groove in October, like I mentioned Um Forget Halloween. I'm skipping right through it going to Christmas. Um, But once Christmas is over, give it a few days, and then it's a hard stop on all Christmas music. Because you got to look, you know, with the new year coming, you've got to, uh, you got to say, look, I had a great time relaxing with the family. You know, doing all the Christmas stuff was incredible with everyone. But at this point, we've got a whole year ahead, and it's time to put your head back down and, and, you know, and get to work and get to chugging, so to speak. So that's my view on it. Honestly, if I ran the world, I would say Christmas all year long. Um, but that's just not realistic, unfortunately. So, but I'd love to hear your take on it. Maybe you're you know, Christmas 365, but we'll see. I, I honestly, I have a similar answer. I don't even know. I don't know if I go all the way to New Year's Day. Um, we go to Christmas. Even on Christmas Day, I start to listen to it less. It's the buildup for me. And mm. it peaks right around December 23rd. Um, December 24th. I say I say it doesn't start it doesn't peak on December 24th because usually um I'm not doing anything on December 24th, you know. We're just chilling. 
So you're not in a music listening environment, or at least I'm not. Um, but I'm a big fan of starting early. As soon as that weather in Florida reaches below 60 degrees, why not in September, you know? If that happens, yeah, I'm listen. I'm turning on Mr. Bubbles. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. It's, or even better, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. That's the that's the first one that's got to go. That's got to start off the Christmas season. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's got to. I mean, that's anytime you. For me, like I said, October, you get that feeling. You get a little crisp in the air all right that's the song that kicks it all off you could listen to any other christmas song and i would say your christmas music listening has not started yet until you listen to that song and everything after it is your christmas music listening but that one there is the inaugural for me at least the inaugural song every single year yeah because it's kind of like Think of your Christmas music as a book, right? First chapter. You got to set up that story. So it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Well, that's just the beginning. That's the front end of the story. And then from chapter to chapter to chapter, it becomes more and more like Christmas. So that brings up another question is, what is the final Christmas song you listen to if there's a bookend? The final chapter, or maybe even the index. Oh, the, yeah, the index. Man, that's tough. I've really never even considered it. Um, for me, I feel like a lot of Christmas days in, I don't know if you've ever seen the Christmas story um, with Ralphie and the, you know, the Red Rider BB gun, but at the end of it, the kids are passed out, you know, amongst their presence and there's a record player on and everything else like that. I don't know if that's how it actually ends, but it's a scene from the movie. That's how I kind of imagine every Christmas ending with people is look, there's music softly playing in the back and no one really ever knows what the last song is because you just kind of drift off to sleep, you know, through a medley of, of different songs. So, I'd say that's a really tough one, and I, I really don't think I have an answer for you. You don't need an Family. answer. You don't need to have an answer for everything. <laughs> well, Do you have a final song? I feel like you're really teeing this up. You better have something. No, I mean, I've never, I've never sat down and said, this is the final Christmas song I'm going to listen to. But if I had to choose, I'm going with Oh Holy Night. Mm. It starts. That's a banger for sure. I mean, yeah. And it it has to be an O Holy Night where the chorus, the divine, is just blasting vocals as high as humanly possible. Mm. But that's just me. Yeah, we did... Um... Oh, come all you faithful tonight at the candlelight service. Oh, man, that one got me. I was screaming it. Oh, yeah. What did your neighbor? There was people. <laughs> what is I said, what did your neighbors think? 
Well, they didn't love it, but um, like, who's this tone deaf who screams, <laughs> oh, come on, he's hateful. But look, it's so good, man, especially on dang Christmas Eve. I was like holding Stetson and he turned around. He's like <laughs> plugging his ears. He started a like, new website. Dude up. He started a new website. <laughs> Get dad to stop singing.com. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. But no, that's, um, that is, it's tough as far as the, the last Christmas song. But I say, like you said, you don't really, you don't really go into listening to a song and say, well, this is my last one of the year. It's been good. Because <laughs> that would be sad, right? Yeah. That would be so sad. It is a little sad. You kind of unknowingly listen to your last Christmas song. That's what I've experienced. Yeah. Well, um, here's a question for you. What are your favorite Christmas traditions? Favorite Christmas traditions. This, it's uh, it's tough because I feel like at this point in my life, having a you know. A 10 month old child, you're kind of in that zone of, hey, we're, you know, we don't really live in the same place as our parents. So you're kind of evolving new Christmas traditions as Bo sleepily wipes his eyes like a toddler. That was very sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, you're just, you're just in this kind of transition time period where you go from the way things have always been to, Hey, this is kind of how things are now. Um, and that, you know, there has to be those transition times and n- nobody really likes them. I don't think. Um, but this year was, you know, a lot like how it was as a child, obviously, you know, you mix in a lot of, you know, your and, and Molly's family and doing their, Christmas traditions as well, but um, some of my favorite are waking up in the morning and having my um, my grandma and papa come over and my granny as well, and we'll do monkey bread, the sweet monkey bread with cinnamon, not the buttery monkey bread. And it was a little, little bit of a maybe rivalry or debate with that, but um, that could really be a podcast in its own. That could be an hour long debate. Um, so yeah, that, and then, uh, typically go to lunch, like a late lunch at my Mimi and Papa's. Um, and we had fried fish and seafood chowder. Um, and usually that takes us into the, into the early night. And whenever it gets dark, we go out to the, to the Creek and try to shoot some beavers. So, that's really what, you know, the past several years, and by several years, I mean the past 24 years, that's kind of how my Christmas has gone. Those are those are some of the most memorable Christmas traditions. And really, and now I'm thinking about it, it makes my family seem like we just run around with, with guns trying to shoot everything in sight, but it's really not true. I mean, sometimes we do. I say the evidence but... <laughs> does not agree with your claim. 
Is beaver look, shooting a normal activity? Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> look, they are, they're a menace. They're a menace to society, dude. They take all the vegetation from the edge of the creek to build their huts and dams. And it totally destabilizes. Like you see destabilization in the Middle East. There's destabilization on the banks of the creek. And they're getting washed out. So they're a total, total pest. But honestly, they make great pelts. And their skulls are really cool because they have those two giant teeth. So it makes for a great paperweight um, on your desk as well. So lots of uses for beaver. Do you have a taxidermied beaver next to Oreo up there? I really wish I did. I really wish I did. They're tough to recover because obviously when you shoot them out in the water, and honestly, I don't know the laws on shooting beavers, so I probably shouldn't even be saying this. I'm not well-versed on that, but usually they sink, and then you got to come back the next day and try to recover it. Um, but we've recovered a couple, and those are, you know, it's always fun because you get to play with the tail. You know, it's just a unique thing. You don't get to hold a beaver tail every day. They got to make the most of it. I mean, you are correct. <laughs> but yeah, those are um, those are some of my favorite uh, Christmas traditions, and I'd love to hear yours because I'm sure they're not too similar to the ones I have. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I have never shot aimed a gun at a beaver but I am fascinated and I appreciate you sharing that tidbit about you um we always go to Texas the old Tejas in on Christmas day except last year we did not because we went to Israel you kind of talked about the destabilization in the Middle East. Um, well, we were in Israel last year around this time. That was, I mean, that'd be an excellent tradition. It's quite amazing. Would recommend if any of our listeners are thinking about going. But normally, we wake up, go get the presents, um... We celebrate the birth of the Lord and celebrate Santa Claus as well. Then we have a little breakfast while packing things to hit the road with. Then we're driving up the road a smooth 10 to 12 hours from the Panhandle of Florida to the center of Texas to see my grandparents. Then we spend a week in Texas. Uh, we do Christmas with my grandparents, do Christmas with other families. Now, the people we did Christmas with in the past, well, they've passed away, so we don't do Christmas with them anymore other than in spirit and prayer. But we then just spend an excellent amount of time with family. And you're involved in that moment together 
Um, I don't know if you've been to Christmas in Texas since you've been married to Molly. Have you? Um, I don't think we were married that first time, were we? Because me and you slept in the living room together. Yes. You know. Different beds. Different beds. We were roommates. Yeah, different. (laughs) To clarify, we were roommates. Um, And we were watching you. I think you season two was out. And we were just binging that so much. Man, what a good time that was. But yeah, I think you're right. This would be our first first trip after uh, our matrimony and after having a child as well so it'll really be new and fun on all kinds of new fronts i know we're planning on shooting a live episode out there together i thought um, you were about I'm to super say excited for that i thought you were about to say we're planning on shooting a live beaver out there <laughs> look if I, if I could get my hands around a beaver's neck while i'm out there in texas i'll end it all for him but I don't, I don't foresee that happening. <laughs> that's funny. So yeah, we go to Texas. Um, and that's the, that's the time around, around the time when all the bowl games are happening. So it's very exciting. And what's going to be happening on the first of, well, we'll have another podcast by then. So I won't talk about it, but Yeah. That's the Christmas tradition. Then we head back to Milton. Um, then I'll go back to Gainesville. It'll be wonderful. Um, is there a particular, and like you said, I, we're going to get into a lot of it um, next week, but is there a particular thing about Texas that you like more than the rest? More than the rest of Texas? Well, yeah, like what's your favorite part about going there? Is it like a certain restaurant? Is it hanging out with everyone? Can I be honest with you? If you're anything other than honest, you're in big trouble. I might get spanked in the chimney. <laughs> um, one of the things I look forward to the most about Texas, well, I don't know if it's even the most. It's just something I enjoy is walking into my grandparents' chalet and the, the smell of their abode. It's just nostalgic and beautiful. It brings me, for lack of a better word, but this is an accurate word, home. Hmm. Um, now, on a more specific note, Paris Coffee Shop excellent tradition that's the precursor to the christmas in texas you gotta go to paris coffee shop i don't even know if they're open i think they might have closed down but anyway no way i mean at this point i'm telling i'm just guessing there is no evidence behind them closing there's also no evidence of them being open Mainly because I have not researched it. I was going to say, I feel like they're pretty low-key, so my bet would be on still open, but who knows, with inflation and COVID and everything, 
Um, you never know with, with family owned businesses like that, how they're going to fare. So there's also a Dillard's clearance outlet in Texas and Fort Mm. Worth. And I'll tell you, there are some $1, $2 gold fines that you'll return to your homeland and the people will say, wow, where did you get that drippy item? And you'll have to respond, come to Texas with me. Let me show you around the ropes. I will say the the first time that I was out there for Christmas, which I guess was the only time I was out there for Christmas, um, we all loaded up in the car and your whole family was just over the moon about going to this, I guess it's a Dillard's. Um, and Molly was explaining to me, she's like, yeah, everything's on clearance. Like there's some stuff that's $1. I'm like, oh man, that's crazy. And then you get in there and you just realize like it's Dillard's and your family was just going absolute bonkers. Like, like they're in Dan flashes, like looking at the prices, going to us and stuff. I'm like, I don't, I'm just, I was just walking through the aisles. I was barely even looking at clothes. I was like, this is too much to take in. I don't even know what I'm doing here. I mean, when you get, I mean, it's just the fact that you can get $150 pieces of clothing for five bucks that are new. Yeah. It's not like a Goodwill, which I, I believe in upcycling. That's beautiful. And recycle clothing, it's beautiful. But at the same time, $5 piece of clothing that retails for 105 Wow. Yeah, no, I definitely, I understand that it's an incredible deal. I just think your whole family, each member of your family had like seven or eight pieces of clothing like draped over their arms. And they're like sprinting from aisle to aisle. Look at these shoes. And I'm standing there. I don't have anything. I almost just grab stuff to make it look like I was, to make it look like I was a part of it. I was like, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. So, um, but I think I'll be more prepared this year. And who knows? Maybe we'll go and, and I'll buy something and maybe we'll do a little challenge of put together an outfit for $8 and we'll wear it on the live podcast. Let, not maybe. There's We're doing idea. that challenge. Get ready. All right. That's it. Get ready, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. We're doing it. $8. Get ready, ladies. It'll be $8. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, do you have any other uh, any other traditions that you'd like to mention here? Nothing that I won't share later. That's gorgeous. How about how about movies? Because I know you said a huge part of Christmas is the build up to it, and a lot of that is based on music, food, movies. Boom, 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 all the way up to Christmas Eve. Um, do you have three? What are like three top movies? You don't have to do them in order, kind of like the songs. No need to put them in order, but like three iconic movies that you're going to watch. Every single Christmas. Um, you're not going to like me for saying what I'm about to say. 
but I don't have, I don't, there's no movies in my life that I am going to say I need to watch that during X time. Um, and I get that that's going to have a lot of backlash. Many people are going to not like who I am after they listen to this, but it's just the truth, right? I don't watch a movie like Home Alone and say, I need to watch this every single Christmas. I is, Do I think it's a good movie? 100%. But is it good enough to take time to watch every single Christmas? I'm, can I be honest with you? And that's a rhetorical question because without a doubt, I am going to be honest with you. This is the quite frankly podcast. Quite frankly, do. I am a fan of the new watching new movies every Christmas, like the movies that get released in 2023 kind of new. But if you want classics, I'll share classics. I just want to preface this with I'm not watching this movie every single Christmas. Um, Home Alone. That's a classic. I could watch that. Now, I will say, I think Home Alone 2's scene with the bad guys, I think that's better. But Home Alone 1 across the board, I think is better. Than Home Alone 2. That's not even what you asked. Allow me to continue. Elf is another classic one. I do enjoy Elf. Um, him and I have a lot of similarities. I for one... While I don't put syrup in my eggs... I mean, while I don't put syrup in my spaghetti... I do put syrup in my eggs. Um, and some people don't like that. But those people, I would say, haven't tried it. Um, and even if they have tried it and said they don't like it, they're just being stubborn. Because how can you not like it? But anyway, I digress. Number three, Die Hard. I don't know why it's controversial that it's, a Chris, that it's not a Christmas movie or it is a Christmas movie. I think the evidence is pretty clear. The studies show that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Um, and I think it's a good one. Now, have I only seen it once? Yes. That kind of goes back to my whole thing about... I don't, I'm don't. i not choosing movies to watch every single season, but... Right. I feel like those are classics. I could be wrong, though. No, I mean, they certainly sound to me like they're all classics i mean if you were to say those movies i would say yeah those are classics for sure um i do think it's a little odd about what you said i think i misunderstood you at first i took your um stance on not watching a movie every single year whenever you first said that i thought you meant it doesn't matter when you watch it so I was thinking you were just pulling up in April watching The Grinch. Oh, which dear. Is absolute madness. But <laughs> that would be something else. Um, but for me, I would say in no particular order. Uh, I love The Grinch. Um, 
I guess you could call it live action, just not the cartoon one. Um, it's so good. It's silly for the kids, but when you watch it as an adult, you go back and, and there's so much humor that just flies over your head as like an elementary school kid. And then you're, you know, 20 something a parent watching it. And you're like, man, this is hilarious. Like there's so much funny content in this movie that you just had no clue was in there as a kid. So um, that one's a treasure, truly. Uh, I would say the next one, which is perhaps the biggest classic of all time is, is White Christmas. I think it was filmed in maybe the 50s, 40s. It's set in the 40s. Uh, but it's got Bing Crosby, the man himself. And, yeah, I mean, it's old school. It's two hours long, but, you know, it's a little, it's a little long. But, honestly, it's a fantastic movie. That's one I watch uh, with my mother most every Christmas. Um and then the third one has got to be National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Clark Griswold, Cousin Eddie. That's, um, that's certainly my, my Papa Dykes. That's his favorite Christmas movie. So growing up, we would watch the, uh, we watched the edited version. Or if it wasn't the edited version, he would just stand in front of the TV and, do that number. Hey, look over there. You know, um, but actually I've got a, I've got a moose cup here. Maybe you can see a little better over here. Got a little eggnog in there that I've been sipping on the whole time. So just trying to channel my inner, uh, cousin Eddie. Maybe I'll go dump some toxic waste into the, the sewer, the, the storm drains a little bit later. But yeah, those are my three, and I would say that um, those three could probably stand up to any other three that anyone else could could put up against them. So I'm I'm confident in those picks. You know, I've heard a lot about Clark Griswold's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, but I've never watched it all the way through. But that's a crime. We got to change that when we go to Texas. We got to change that. I did think while you were speaking of one that might top one of my others. I got to go with Christmas with the Cranks. Christmas with the Cranks for me is a classic. Now, when I was young, that is one that we would watch driving to Texas every single time. So we had the DVD and we put it in that uh, Chrysler Dodge minivan. <laughs> put in the DVD player and flip that thing on and we're satisfied but and we were kind of gnawing on cinnamon rolls while doing that so it was a great time but that kind of leads me into my next question is what is your or what were or what is now your favorite Christmas breakfast overall meal and dessert on Christmas day. What does that look like for you? Well, I kind of already mentioned two of them. So the first one's got to be the, the monkey bread, the brown sugar 
um, sweet, delicious cinnamon roll esque um, monkey bread for breakfast. Um, and then my other meal would definitely be the the seafood chowder and the fried fish. Um, just quintessential uh, Christmas meal. As far as dessert, it's so tough because throughout the day, you know, Santa brings so much candy, at least for me, you know, there's peanut butter cups, there's M&Ms, there's Skittles. And so I've got such a sweet tooth, I'll just snack on it throughout the day. And then after dinner, it's like Christmas, or not Christmas, dessert is out. You're like, gum, I've had so much sugar today. It's hard to make a pick. Um, but I love, I love chocolate delight. I love peanut butter pie. I love a brownie sundae. I'd trade, uh, I won't say I'd trade my firstborn for brownie sundae, but golly, I love brownie sundaes, man. They're, and if you ask Molly, she'll tell you that that's my favorite dessert of all time. Not really necessarily for Christmas, but I would, I would possibly murder someone over a brownie sundae. Man, you're talking a and lot about you know, killing things. I hope this doesn't come up in court in a few years, you know. This is my, my yeah. A witness comes up. He told me, you know, he told me he'd kill me over a brownie Sunday. They're like, what? It's your word against his. They pull up this video of me in a day. Christmas PJ saying I murdered someone over a brownie Sunday. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> you are correct. That would not be good. Um, but brownie Sundays are good. And I can see where you're coming from. <laughs> totally worth it. How about you? For us, it's cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls is the breakfast. It's a classic. And there's so many cinnamon rolls. And because we're on the road, on the road where we pre... Well, what's open on Christmas Day? Let's be realistic. Well, not much. So what's the safe play? Well, make your own ham sandwiches. Put them in the cooler. It's a 10 to 12 hour drive man chill out you got snacks from santa that you can eat all the time you got cinnamon rolls left over from breakfast you got ham sandwiches in the cooler no reason to complain just continue chugging along i-10 for 10 more hours all right then we get to texas around 8 p.m ish in that range and grammy my grandma has six what I th- I think it's six layer Jello, <laughs> which is Jello. <laughs> that is six layers. I forgot about this cuisine, <laughs> but one might hear six layer Jello and think it's difficult. It, I think it is difficult because you have to let it all set. But it is a masterpiece, and I could eat a whole thirteen by nine pan of it. It's so good. There's also monkey bread, the buttery kind, not the sweet cinnamony kind. There's ham. There's mac and cheese. Um, Granny Osaka's variation of mac and cheese, kind of. It's gluten-free, which Grammy does an excellent job with. Well, at least I think it's gluten-free. I don't know. I may nix that comment, but I also may celebrate it if it is true. For dessert... 
peanut butter pie as well. Grumpy slaves away with his right hand and a, uh, not a syringe, but a, a whisk. I don't know why I mixed up syringe and whisk other than it's 1230 at night. And Grumpy is whisking away peanut butter pie filling. And, and that's him, for dessert. Done. Oh, yeah. After whipping up that pie. Correct. He's Grumpy like, is he's jacked. Y'all ever seen some <laughs> cannons like these, baby? <laughs> that's right. That's right. And maybe a decaffeinated cup of joe? Perhaps. It depends on the mood, like f- tomorrow night. It's hard to tell. Um, on the holidays, I would be down for a decaffeinated cup of joe. However... I've also spent 12 hours in the car sitting down. Does my body really desire a decaf cup of decaffeinated Joe? That's that's to be known in about 24 hours from now. Um, I'll journal this. I'll journal that part for next week. You better. But that's the routine on Christmas Day. Well, that's that's amazing. I really, I think. The seven layered jello. I had never had that before. It's amazing. But I think if there was ever a dish that perfectly represents a, a human's character and personal qualities, you look at the patience and you look at the steadiness. That you have to have to make a dang seven-layer jello, and the persistence, and look, out comes Grammy with the seven-layer jello. And it's perfect. You know what I mean? It is perfect. So, man, and then you've got the, oh man, it's so late, and I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of them. <laughs> they drive to Tulia for these delicious fried. Oh, oh chili rianos. Chili rianos. You know it's late when I'm forgetting the name of Chili Rihanna. But what came to my mind that I completely forgot about, but is possibly one of the greatest Christmas candies to ever be handmade, is Crock-Pot candy. You melt chocolate Mm. in a Crock-Pot. You mix a little peanuts or almonds or some type of nuts, raw nuts. And oh, great heavens, praise to the Lord for his mighty good deeds crockpot candy wow. is one of the best that's I, I would concur it's uh it's delicious and look i i know we're coming up on an hour here we're actually right at 59 minutes so we have one minute to go um i didn't mean to cut you off there but i just want to give you uh, some time to say what you'd like to our faithful followers and and listeners if you'd like to wish them any good tidings. Oh boy, do I want to wish you good tidings. I want to wish you a good tidings through a story. So it'll be quick. I promise 20 seconds. 13 years ago, my brother walks in my room, wakes me up at 2 a.m. on Christmas morning. Um, Well, Santa had just, (laughs) just arrived. I think I'm not sure. You know what we do? Well, we're we're now awake. It's exciting. We turn on Alligator Man, Al- Turtle Man, and Swamp People. 
those are the two shows we watch. We watch them for four straight hours until 6 a.m. to when we open oh. our stockings. <laughs> um, I don't want you to experience that if you're listening to this. Those are the good tidings I wish upon you. Um, but even more importantly, you are incredible. If you're listening to this, I hope you have a Merry Christmas. We're going to see you soon, but Brett, let me know what you're thinking about. No, I would uh, completely echo everything you said. Um, you know, hope you guys have had an amazing time hanging around your family and, and loved ones and friends and things like that. Um, and, you know, I hope, I hope you're getting plenty of rest as we go into this new year, you know, after Christmas. Um, but we're super excited to bring you a live episode next week from Fort Worth, uh, Lord willing. And we're going to have some fun stories and probably some content for the subscriber only, uh, folks as well. So I know there's a few of y'all out there that have been asking for more content on that particular channel. It's only $3, I think two ninety nine. Um, but look, the shameless plug is over. I hope you all have a very Merry Christmas. Uh, and look, we're going to see you in seven days because we love you deeply and we love you generously. We will see you all next time. In seven days. <laughs>